You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 87 87 (laughs) of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Celeste. I should have asked you that before I decided it was my turn. You had like a hairball too on the first go around. (laughs) This this. is not starting off well (laughs) for me at all. Well, we were all set up and ready to go. And then Mishka had to take a 30 minute hydration break. Um, I've never seen a cat pound water like Mishka can. He's like a camel. Like I think he has a hump somewhere that it just stores it in. But dang, if you want to see some cats that can pee, come to our house because we can show you some cats. We were just talking about it last night. Mm -hmm. We broke in like three cat scoopers. Right. With pee, like pee clods. The clods were too strong. It snapped them in half. (laughs) Yep. That is some power. It's it's some Some urination. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Well, let's see. What's, What's going on in our lives? Well, it's summertime now. Charleston I'm rolling my eyes if you can't see me. <laughs> to, you know, jump straight from winter to summer. Yep. A day. Literally. So. Yeah. It was like 80 degrees yesterday. I mean, it was really nice. It was it was a little hot outside. We had yeah big lesbian energy yesterday. <laughs> we were playing football, softball, basketball. Yes. And then. Scootering. And you didn't get enough of that. And then you and Bailey had to go change out our air filter. So that was another. We had to. Yep. Bonding yep. moment. <laughs> can't talk right now. I'm doing dyke shit. <laughs> oh, man. It was, uh, it was good. <laughs> it was good. We, you know, Bailey and I learned together how to set up a ladder. Yep. On the stairs. That was stair kind of terrifying. I mean, it was really terrifying. I know. I, <laughs> I had to check our health insurance, made sure you're, you're still covered before I sent you up there. But yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad y'all got that done. Yeah. And now we know how to set up a ladder. It's true. Yeah. So I said, well, once a month, I will cook you dinner in exchange for helping me change out my air filter. <laughs> true. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah, it was fun. It was hot, though. Like, yeah. indirect sunlight was not fun. No. Mm-mm. Once the sun went down, though, like, we sat outside till late last night just yeah. talking and yeah. had a little fire pit going. Mm. We had the adventure from hell oh, on Friday. Oh, my God. Don't bring me back to that. Are you bringing me back? I'll bring you back. <laughs> so we decided we wanted to redo our patio set. And we looked online. We found our table and chairs. And we're like, great. And first stop, we go to home. No, first we went to Target to just look. Oh, that's right. That's right. What else do you do? Mm-hmm. Is you go to just the motherland. Yes, and see what Target has for you. And we're like, okay, cute table, cute yeah. chairs. I'm like, let's, we kind of, we did find some on Home Depot mm-hmm. website. So I'm like, let's just go look and see which ones we like better. Right, sure. Okay. We get there. <laughs> we find it. We're like, great. Then we look at the width of the box. <laughs> and it's quite wide. And, I mean, we have an SUV, but it's not a flatbed truck. And I think you need a truck. Yeah, you definitely would have needed a truck. So we're sitting there and we're like scratching our heads and trying to figure out what to do. Well, we said, let's go back to Target. Yes. And then, hey, Mishka. He's going to be a guest star today. <laughs> um, and then I said, let's go to at home. Right. And it's, it's in North Charleston, so it's, it's a little like bit a of a... It's like a 20-minute drive. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a minute it yeah. to get there. Yeah. But we had nothing to do, so we're like, okay, like, right. let's go. So we go. We find the perfect table. 
the perfect chairs, mm-hmm. loaded it into the cart. We get to the <laughs> checkout line, and over the intercom, our credit card machine is down, so we can only accept cash. Well, we don't carry cash, <laughs> ever. Oh and God. so we're just like, okay, it was around lunchtime, so mm-hmm. we had them just keep it up front, took our name, number, and just said, like, here's our number, call, you know, the store before you come back to make sure that the credit card machine is up. So I'm like, let's go run a few more errands. Yeah. Let's go get some lunch. So we do that. Yes. We waited. Yep. We go to, there's another Target over by where we were. Yep. We find the same table and chairs and we just said, fuck it. We're just going to get these. <laughs> well, then we get our little fire thing and it needs a small propane tank. Well, they didn't have them in that store. So but guess we, where they did have them? The in the other, other Target. Target. <laughs> so we went back to the other Target. Two oh. different Targets. Three times. Plus, at home. Plus, there was a massive accident on the interstate that shut uh, one side of it down. So, traffic was horrendous trying to get back home. That was not a fun day. No, it wasn't. It was not a good day. It was not a good day. Like, oh my God. Yeah, that was bad. It was insane. We survived. We survived. We got our stuff. It looks nice. It looks great. (laughs) It should. We worked really hard for it. (laughs) The more that I think about it, though, the table at... Home Depot, I think, would have been too wide for that space. I think so, too. I think maybe it was just the universe guiding us to the right thing. Yeah. But, like, damn. The long way around. We took the scenic route to the right thing. We took the tour of Charleston. (laughs) Yes. Literally. Yep. Yeah, so let's see. We had that adventure. Anything else that you can... It's been pretty uneventful. Hmm. I think that's taken up most of the time. Yesterday, we just had our fun day with Bailey and Alicia. Yeah. And that's been about it. Just trying to live in the dream. Survive this hot weather. Our <laughs> AC is on <laughs> for sure. Yes. Um, I think tomorrow or either Tuesday is supposed to be like a high fifty. So it's, it's okay. like going to go back down for yeah. a little bit. Good because I'm not ready to let go of like the cold weather yet. No, neither. Ugh. But it's going to happen very I soon. I know. Sooner than <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not looking forward to this. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um. I don't think I have any How other... boring are our lives? <laughs> well, I mean, they know this. They listen to us say the same thing every week. It's not wrong. I think that really is it. I think so, too. Probably could clean the house today. It's kind of nice. It's on my list. I want to. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> On we go. We haven't even... Well, we... Oh. What? We watched 90 Day Fiance. Oh. And we thought we had, like, four more episodes, and we had zero more episodes. That's so cruel. It's <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with my life? I know. I'm like, we have to find shows that are complete. Yeah. That aren't coming out as we speak. Right. Because we keep like missing. Yeah. I can't binge that. I know. Exactly. Like, oh, my God. It's the worst. I was watching TikTok this morning, and there was a TikTok hack. And I can't remember the... I'll have to find it. But if you go into Netflix, I think it was, like, 8765, mm-hmm. type into the search, it literally pulls up... All of the true crime documentaries ever. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And I was like, thank me later. And I'm like, I probably will. Yeah, okay, (laughs) okay. Well, it's funny you bring up documentaries because that may be a good segue into, I know, your topic. Oh, yes. Are we ready to segue or we still got other? We can segue. 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 All right, segue. So I say documentary because there is a new documentary on, what is it on? Discovery Plus? Discovery Plus. Yes. And it's about a case that has fascinated Caitlin literally as long as I have known her. (laughs) Yes. 
So I know that's going to be your topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two. I've got a. Yours is more true crime. Yes. Um, so to balance it out, I did a little ghosty stuff, um, and then I did an unsolved true crime. Uh, so I thought that might be mysterious. Oh Note to end on. So would you like to go first, or would you like? You should probably go first because you have two. Okay. And I'll just scoot in the middle. Okay. Scoot, scoot, scoot. scoot. Um, all right. So, my first story, uh, I'll go with the ghosty stuff first. How about that? Badass ghosty. Badass ghosty. So, the location of uh, this hotel uh, ties into your story a little bit, kind of for context. Um, So, I'm talking about the Hotel San Carlos. Okay. And it is in Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) What? His name's Carlos. (laughs) Name that movie. Oh, my God. Um, Hangover. No, like, okay, I was please, like, that's like one of my please. favorite movies. I'm revoking my marriage license for me. That's one of my top six uh, yeah. favorite movies ever. I hate stupid movies. Like, I don't like you stupid, don't, funny yeah. things very much. I do a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, but Hangover is one of my favorite, like, stupid movies. <laughs> it's really good. Truly. Like, there's so many good lines in that. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, So, yes, the Hotel San Carlos, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, It has a lot of history about the land um, and, of course, around the hotel as well. But the first known structure on that land before the hotel was built was actually a small schoolhouse, and it was built by Native Americans. Um, and it, uh, you know, operated and until 1969 when it was closed and the land was cleared. Okay. So 1927... Um, construction began on the hotel after a man named Charles Harris uh, bought the land, and it opened on March 20th of 1928. And they really tried to market this as a, like, basically luxury hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, It was one of the first to have air conditioning in it, uh, and it was the first high-rise in Phoenix. Okay. Um, And it was also built in the Italian Renaissance style, which is, like, very fancy, very ornate. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful. If you, You can Google it. This hotel is still... Um, in existence, and you can stay there today. Um, no, they can't do. Well, yeah, you you might. You, I'll let you decide. <laughs> uh, so, as most hotels go, it is haunted. Um, the most notable spirit at the San Carlos was a blonde woman. Her name was Leon Jensen, and on May twenty seventh, nineteen twenty eight, um, she leapt to her death from the seventh story window of the hotel. Uh, nope. So. Previously, she had checked into room 720, and it was thought that um, her boyfriend, who was a bellboy at the hotel, they had just broken up. So in her, you know, in grief and being upset, it said she jumped from the window. Mm-hmm. So this leads to what we always see, a woman in white. Oh, yes. There's always There's a woman in white. Woman in white. <laughs> so this is kind of creepy. Guests report seeing her seeing the woman in white who is crying at the end of their bed when they stay in the hotel. Like, they wake up and she's standing there. Mm-mm. Which, I would be the woman in pee because I would <laughs> pee if that happened to me. Uh, yeah. Um, people also say they see a woman who is crying and wandering through the halls, and when they try to approach her, she basically disappears through the walls. So, Mm-mm. that's enough to unnerve you, right? Uh, yeah. Well... In addition to that, um, in the basement of the hotel, that's an also a really active spot. People say they hear children playing and laughing. Mm. And I just have a thing about ghost children like that. that I don't... I don't like it. No, I just don't, I just don't like 
children laughing. <laughs> I don't so know. General, I know I'm not a kid person. Yeah, like I like I'm just not a huge kid person. So I, I guess I don't want to hear that. But definitely not in the basement. Um, and this is thought to tie back to the fact that there was a schoolhouse School, on the yeah. land. So you know, not not too too scary, but still a little creepy. Oh, I yeah. was is. Was that it? Yes. It was a little one. Yes. There is uh, a, on TripAdvisor, a um, review. Oh. The word was not coming. Like, there was, like, a synapse. <laughs> not firing. <misfired> there. <laughs> a review. It was so haunted, we left. It's really long, so I'm not oh. it at all. But, yeah, apparently, like, they were kind of joking, so they heard it was haunted, and... Like lamps were burning out. And Ooh. Yeah, they had like downloaded this like app, like a ghost oh, app, mm. and like <laughs> lights started flickering. Let's see. I'm just reading through yeah. it. Yeah. They moved up to another room and it like did the whole thing all by itself. Ooh. <laughs> a bag of Doritos was sitting on the desk and it literally slid to the other side of the room all by itself. <laughs> ghost be snacking. Ghost you know, be snacking. I'll, I'll come back into the afterlife for a fucking bag of Doritos. But let's be real. The real question, were they nacho cheese Doritos or were they Cool Ranch? Because... Big questions. Because if they were, you know, Cool Ranch, I'd be pulling them towards me. Yeah. If they're nacho cheese, I'd probably be sending them away. I'm not sending any Dorito away. Yeah, but... I, I think I prefer the blue over the red. I prefer the blue ranch over the or cool ranch. Yeah, cool ranch. Over the nacho cheese. But I'm not going to... I don't not like... Remember the 3D Doritos? Oh, yeah. It was like coffee ones? Yeah. I feel like I saw that they were back at some point somewhere. There's a lot of old stuff like coming back. I'm, like I'm Dunkaroos, awful. didn't we say? Oh, fucking love Dunkaroos. My mom never let me have them. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, take money out of her purse and, like, slide, like, two bucks to my friend and be like, can I have some Dunkaroos, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Hustling. <laughs> I feel like that has now made you overcompensate as an adult by, like, buying, as like, stuff that five-year-olds eat. <laughs> and the cashiers at the at Publix always are like, you're the best mom. Like, you buy the best snacks. I'm like, that's oh, they're for me. For me. <laughs> <laughs> they're mine. It's mine. I know. Bailey was pretty stoked about my snack cupboard. I have yeah. a whole cupboard just devoted to, like, snacks. Caitlin's got a good snack game going. Yeah, that's pretty good. Nice. Yep. Well, that's good. I like that one. I can't believe you found that review. That's interesting. Well, this was Google. You said Google it. Yeah. It was beautiful, and it was. And it was just, like, the first thing that popped up was, like, TripAdvisor. Ooh. Like, review, we left. And I was like, oh, So go look it up if you're curious. Yeah. It, it looked really long, so. It was long, yeah. 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 Dang. All right. Are you ready for mine? Yeah. You yes. know I'm like so stoked. Like I chomping at the bit for this one. Almost as exciting as when I talk about aliens. Mm, okay. So let me start with a little backstory. <laughs> Why set the scene. This? Can you pass me your LaCroix while you Sorry. set the scene? <laughs> um, yes. So it was 2012, I believe. Yeah, because we hadn't met yet. No. And I lived, we were in Charleston, and I was living with my brother and mm-hmm. his girlfriend at the time. And they, we lived right on the Greenway, which is, it goes from Maine, actually, all the way to Florida. Yeah. trail. Yep. We lived right on it, so it was a great, you know, walking mm-hmm. path. It was yeah. beautiful. There was like a little pond kind of yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we walked it all the time. Well, me and my brother are very competitive and just like... Shocking. Fuck off all the time. So, <laughs> as we do, mm-hmm. we decided to race. Well... I mean, I'm kind of fast, but Scotty, my brother, is Well, like, his legs are two miles long. I true. mean... He is 
really fast. Yeah. So we were going, and it's a very rocky, uneven trail. Mm -hmm. So in normal Caitlin fashion. So what were you wearing, Caitlin? (laughs) I was wearing flip flops. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Actually, no, I was wearing sneakers that day. Were you? Yes, I actually was. I only could wear flip flops the rest of my life after that because let me tell the story. I biffed it hard. (laughs) Straight up. You've met Caitlin, this is also not uncommon. They've heard me fall off the bench. So Grace, <laughs> Grace is not her middle name. I'm covered in bruises all the time. I got a bruise on the top of my hand that I have no idea how. <laughs> Anyways, I absolutely just biff it mm-hmm. hard. And I knew, like, my hands were both scraped, my knees were, but I knew my left ankle was, like... Broken. I, I thought it was broken. Mm-hmm. The adrenaline was, like, still pretty pumping. much pumping, so I yeah. kind of jumped up and, like, limped home. But as soon as I got home, I sat on the kitchen... Um, chair and put my foot up and my ankle was like bubbling over my sneaker. Oh. I was like... Oh, oh dang. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is not good. So I did not, you know, go to the hospital that night. I decided to wait till the next day where mm-hmm. I had a straight up cankle <laughs> and I could not put any weight on it at all. Yeah. So we get to the... I went to like urgent care. Yeah. It wasn't broken. It was just like severely sprained so right. I had to be off my foot for like I don't know it was like four to six weeks mm-hmm. well I wasn't working so what did I have to do nothing <laughs> it was a lot of TV watching yeah and I stumbled across this Kate I think I was watching freaking Nancy Grace or something oh god yeah <laughs> she's a mood yeah and it was the case um, of Jody Arias yeah and they live streamed the entire court trial right trial yep mm-hmm Lifetime, like it was nuts. And yeah. then, like, when they would go into like breaks and stuff, Nancy Grace would come on and start chirping again. Yeah. I was just captivated. I mean, I would wake up and I would just wait for it and I would watch it all day, all night. Mm-hmm. I mean, obsessed was like, it, that doesn't even cover <laughs> how obsessed I actually was. So it's actually now a documentary on Discovery Plus. Yes. So of course I had to watch it. Right. It was pretty well done, I thought. Mm-hmm. The one we watched that one. It was like a movie. It was a, a lifetime, lifetime movie. movie, and it was ridiculous. It was pretty bad. In true lifetime fashion. <laughs> uh, but this documentary was good. It was good. So, I like the way it was like laid out. Yeah, I, I would it recommend it if you. Well, most people like true crime and ghosts, ghosty shit. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story of Jody Arias. Yeah, and why, before we get started, like, what drew you to it, do you think? Um, I don't know. I think maybe because she was, like, if you don't know the case, she brutally murdered her boyfriend, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that. Um, but I think she was just so young, like, I guess you don't, like, I mean, unassuming. I think of, like, like, the Night Stalker and, like, creepy old men mm-hmm. like, who are serial killers. And I guess I don't. You don't always see a woman murderer. Well, female serial killers are rare to begin with. Right. Sure. And to be fair, she was not a serial killer. No. She just killed her as far as we know. We know. Yeah. <laughs> um, just her boyfriend. But I don't know. She was young. Like, I mean, she was kind of pretty. Mm-hmm. She was unassuming. Just, you wouldn't, I would never have looked at her and been like, you, I mean, pretty horrifically murdered yeah. him. It wasn't just like she shot him. Right. She did, but she did a lot more than that. And we'll get into that. Sure. Um, I don't know. I just think it was just an odd case and it was just like yeah, something that drew, I've loved true crime forever anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just rambling. Am I rambling? No, Sorry. I think you're good. Okay. 
All right, so let's start with her. Okay. Um, so she was born Jody Arias, born July 9th in 1980 in Salinas, California. Okay. Fun fact, we almost moved very close to that. We almost <laughs> moved to Monterey. <laughs> very, got very, very close. We did. Um, that would not have been fun with a dog and two cats driving from no South Carolina, or was it Virginia? It was Virginia, Virginia but same, yes. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Um, so she has one older sister, um, half sister, okay, and then two younger brothers and a younger sister. Okay. So there was a lot of kids yeah. running around. Um, and she claims that around seven years old, she remembers her father kind of becoming physically abusive to them. Okay. Hit her with like, like wooden spoons and belts and just kind of as an overall, just not yeah great father. Sure. Um, now there's no reports of that other than from her. So okay. So we don't know if... It did happen or it didn't happen. Um, this was kind of building her case as to why she was. Or why she did what she did. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not calling him out, but I don't. Sure. Care. Sure. So she kind of becomes this rebel as a teenager. Kind of just. Not that far off. Most, no, most kids do. do. Yeah. So she was just kind of a punk. Um, and her family moved. Like, I think it was her senior year. Or no, it was 11th grade. Mm-hmm. Moved from Salinas to Wairica, California, mm-hmm. and she dropped out of school. She just had a hard time, and she wrote in a diary a lot and basically said, "I've you know these people have known each other for fifteen years, mm-hmm. and now I'm coming into it." And sure, yeah, the last That's year of a high school difficult situation. Yeah, um, so she did drop out, but she did um, go and uh, earn her GED mm-hmm. afterwards. Okay, so she did technically graduate. Um, Kind of got into photography, had some kind of big gigs. Mm -hmm. It was like a secondary photographer. Yeah. Um, I started waitressing because she wasn't really making enough money doing that. Sure. Always had a camera with her. Okay. And that comes into play later. Never mind. (laughs) Um, So she's working. She lands this job at a place called Prepaid Legal Services. Okay. Um, So she kind of only does photography now on the side, and she still was waitressing Mm -hmm. during this time um, at this new job. So she goes to Las Vegas for a conference with this new company. Yeah. And she meets a man named Travis Alexander. He also worked at the company. He also was a motivational speaker. Um, so he was speaking at this conference. And, like, he was kind of a higher up mm-hmm. in the company. Like, he had been with them for a while. was very successful. Right. Could really talk to people. Like, yeah. Like, some really good connections. Um, so they start talking and hit it off immediately instantly and yeah like pretty much immediately just start dating mm-hmm. now it is kind of a long distance relationship um because he lived in mesa arizona okay she lived in california gotcha so that kind of plays into the story as well um so travis was also a mormon mm-hmm. and to be kind of long term with someone you both have to be mormon and to be married in the mormon church sure so and neither of us are Mormon, so we don't know much more about That's that. That's pretty much all That's I all we got. And that came straight from the documentary. <laughs> um, so she actually converts to Mormonism? Is that, is that how I'm saying? I don't know if that's the term, but she joins the church and sure. is baptized. By Travis. Yes. Is baptized. Yes. Um, so all good there. But apparently she was kind of a little bit cray-cray. Well, yeah. And a little something was... <laughs> Something was off. Oh, uh, His friends, kind of from the beginning, kind of knew that 
something just wasn't right with her. Like, so didn't have a good feeling about her. Right. And, okay. like, she would take his phone and, like, read all his text messages, go through his emails, and, like, anytime he, like, talked to the girl, she kind of got all, like, flipped Shut out Shut it down, it. yeah. yeah. Um, and so one night, his friends called him up to their room, and, like, Jody had gone to bed already. Mm-hmm. And the girl was just like, you know, you got to watch out for her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I guarantee, and she said it, like, very whispery. Yeah. Like, I guarantee if you open the door, she's right there listening. And Travis was like, no, 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 no. So he got up super quiet off the bed and, like, flung the door open, and she had her ear pressed up against the door. Like, she was listening to yeah. them, being, like, super sneaky. Oof. and yeah. yeah. And one of them said, literally, we are going to find you one day chopped up in Jody's freezer. Oof. And I know it's people an say ominous that. statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know people say that, like, you're going to find her, like, in his backyard. Like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy that, like, yeah, you can yeah, sniff the, this out sometimes. Like, right. For real. Well, I think it's a gut feeling. Yes. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, okay. So this is going to be kind of a jumbled mess, so I kind of tried to condense it. There is so much more oh my God, yeah. to this story. I mean, I could do like five episodes on it. Sure. I'm going to spare you that. <laughs> um, so we are in June, June 2nd of 2008. Mm-hmm. Jody rented a car to, in air quotes, go to Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Um, June 7th, she returns the car and had put 2,800 miles on the car. Hmm. So she'd be traveling. Okay. Around. Um... When she returned the car, the clerk recalls that there were no floor mats and it had red stains in the front and rear seats. Guess that didn't strike any chords because they went ahead and deep cleaned the entire car. That seems good. So, yeah. After that, she met up with one of her friends who they called Burns. um, And she, he noticed that she had dyed her hair brown and she had been for like the longest time. Blonde, right? Very blonde. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... She, he also said that she had cuts all over her hands. He thought that was weird, but mm-hmm. didn't think anything of it. It was just like, oh, okay. Like, sure. That's fine. Um, during this time, she has called Travis's cell phone multiple times mm-hmm. and leaves multiple voice messages. Okay. Okay. So, there, like I said, so much. There was gas cans included. Mm-hmm. She had filled up these gas cans. Like, kind of this whole trip was weird. Mm-hmm. She said it was because... Her parents always said when you travel long distances, always keep gas cans in the car. car. I mean, sure. I could kind of see that if you're traveling like across the desert. Or she didn't want to be seen in a car filling up on the way to Arizona. So Mm. fills them up to put them in her trunk to fill the car when she gets low. Interesting. No cameras in so, the desert. So did people know she was going to Arizona, or did everyone think Salt she was Lake going City. to Salt Lake City? Correct. Okay. She told everyone she was going to Salt Lake City. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, July 9th, 2008, Travis's friends start to get worried because they couldn't get a hold of him, and he was supposed to be going on a work trip to Cancun, Mexico. Yeah. They go to his house. His car is there. His keys are there. His wallet's there. Right. His bedroom door was locked, and they couldn't get in, but they did find a key in his office that Mm. unlocked the door. Okay. There was a pretty distinct smell coming from his room, and when they opened the door, um, there was blood everywhere, all over the walls, all over the carpet, the Uh. floor, and they go into his bathroom, and he is deceased in the shower yeah yeah just kind of crumpled up in the shower yeah um they call 911 just long story short 
everyone's like, it was Jody. It was Jody. It was Jody. I mean, you even hear it in the 911 call, right? Was, I like, think it was the first interview. Oh, okay. Like, friends. it comes up very, very, very quickly. quickly. Um, so, they're... They take him out of the shower. They mm-hmm. are trying to figure out who did this, how they could do it. There was no leads. Right. Um, he had been stabbed 27 times. His throat was slit, they said, from ear to ear Oof. and was, like, centimeters away from being completely decapitated. Okay. Um, and then was shot in the head. And then they could tell his body had been dragged from his bedroom to Into the, the shower. shower. Uh, okay. The kind of smoking gun Yeah. to this entire story is investigators go into his washing machine and find a camera. Dum dum, Jody. Oh, I've been calling her Jody hairy ass. <laughs> Professional. Dumbass Jody thought she, it was fine to throw her camera in the washing machine, start it because that's gonna kill just it. kill everything. Right? right. Well, it didn't. They were able to process the photos, time stamped, date stamped, with Jody being very much. In the photos. <laughs> in the photos with Travis. Mm-hmm. And she dropped the camera, and the camera was going off almost throughout the entire murder. Like, the murder, you can see Travis, like, covered in blood and, like, being dragged. You can see, like, her foot. I mean, you can see... I mean, it, it's very damning to her. Yes. I mean. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's, like I said, so much more to the story, but I won't get into it. But she pretty much, she lied to the cops and was like, I was in Salt Lake City. And they're like, you, you were very you clearly much, were not. Right here. Her DNA was found everywhere. Her blood was found. Mm-hmm. Mixed with his blood. So, yeah. I mean, there was just no getting around it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the very... Compressed. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more. Yeah. And Juan Martinez was the lead prosecutor in the case. And I just, I have a mega crush on that little tiny human. <laughs> he was badass. Yeah. He's, he was fierce in that yeah. trial. <laughs> he really was. Um, so yeah. So there now is a family that lives in the home. There's no, the wife was apparently very apprehensive to move in because they had, a, they, you know, well, bought it for a very low cost in a really nice neighborhood. And when they like kind of said like we'll put in an offer, the realtor was like, Gotta tell you. Well, I wonder if it's a state where they're required to it was. disclose. I think, I think it was. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I don't know that I could. Could you live in a house where something like that happened? Mm. Um, Theoretically, I, you could and just not know it, but knowing it, do you know? So, I think that would depend. Honestly, I would have to rely on my gut for that. Mm-hmm. I think I would have to. Sp- go there and be in the house and decide like do I feel good about this do I not I would sage the shit out of it yeah. but um no I I I don't know I think it would have to be a situation you're in to mm-hmm. to say so yeah um another kind of because I didn't want to just do true crime so I've been kind of thinking a lot in my head of how to like paranormal things mm-hmm. connecting mm-hmm. with this it's very, especially on, because I just bought a new camera, so I've been messing around with that. Yeah. It's, you have to very distinctly press a button mm-hmm. to take a picture. She's very much in the middle of murdering Travis, and these pictures are being taken. Mm. Do you think that that's, like, because other than that, the pictures, they eventually probably would have found her blood, because everyone said, like, hey, you probably should go check yeah. out the cray over there. But as soon as they saw that, that they were like, Shh, you need to go arrest her now. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
But she's not taking the picture. Who's taking the pictures? Yeah, I don't know. And I thought I heard, too, in the documentary, they said that when she dropped the camera, it flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. So it landed on its head. So I wonder if that could have, de- like, depressed the button. Maybe, Like, yeah, the if shutter they button. If they kept hitting it or Because t- it yeah. was not close, so. Right. Could have done that. I mean, just to play devil's advocate, yeah, I would no, no. I would argue that point. But, I mean, maybe. Maybe. No yeah. Justice for him, because... I mean, sure. And to be fair, he was not always the nicest person to her. It doesn't excuse. I don't think this is a cut and dry case where no, one person not. was a saint and the no. other is the devil. Like she, I, she I don't. claimed self defense. Sure. Very much could have. You know, there were text messages and stuff from him that were pretty mean and mm-hmm. definitely verbally abusive. Sure, I am not there. Uh, I don't think Travis was a perfect person. Mm-hmm. None of us are, but um, no one deserves he did not what. What happened to him? Um, but it seems so. It's interesting though because in the documentary they bring this up that they thought it was a crime of passion, mm-hmm. right? Which a crime of passion is like if you walk in on your spouse cheating on you and you shoot them, mm-hmm. that's a crime of passion because you didn't meet, you didn't premeditate it. Right. But it's odd because she filled up the gas cans. That was she made. Mm-hmm. She paid in cash. She made very sure to not be seen on camera. Like yes. she Dyed took her hair. very specific steps to avoid being yes. seen in Arizona. Mm-hmm. That feels premeditated. She knew she was going there to do something. Well, right. And the other thing too, but because I mean, she, when she got there, like, didn't they have sex? And then yes. she murdered him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they brought this up too, but like, why? Why wait? You know, like. It kind of, I don't know. She's obviously crazy. Well, she she clearly has some some issues. But, I mean, I just, logistically, it doesn't quite make sense. Like, if you're on the road knowing you're going to go murder someone. Their relationship it seems, was very sexual, so I guess, I guess. one last time. I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's odd. Yeah. I don't think there's a finite answer in this Mm-mm. case of what really happened. No, because her story had changed First, she was just nowhere near there. Mm-hmm. Then she realized that, oh, I was there. There were intruders that came in. Well, there were like three different was, stories. Right. So who knows that what, anything that she said is mm-hmm. truthful. Well, she, she made herself unreliable very quickly, and right. I think that did not work in her right. favor, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we really will ever know other than what the autopsy reported, what happened to him, mm-hmm. what happened. And what the what photos show. Up. Yeah, to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she goes on trial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she is found guilty. Correct. Can we talk a little bit about kind of what happened after she was found guilty? Because I know you had said there was a death penalty she, yeah, decision she in was, the year. Yep, so the jury um, mm-hmm. goes and deliberates. Yep. And learned a lot about the legal system during this. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a good way to learn because you have questions. Uh-huh. And, um, and so there was one person that I, I think there's 13 people. I don't know. Two, there's a four person, and then there's a couple extra. I don't know. There was one person that would not say yes to the death penalty. Every other juror did. Every other juror wanted the death penalty. And it has but to be. But even if there's one. It has to be unanimous. Correct. So they went out and said to the judge, hey, we can't, we're locks we yeah can't, we can't come up with a decision she says like nah, go back in there you gotta try it again mm-hmm. and they didn't so they had to have a whole new jury come in and just kind of go over the basics of it she'd already been found, found guilty. guilty so it wasn't about guilt or non-guilt what was she charged with doing first degree murder. first degree okay yeah. um 
and was convicted. Yes. Murder in the first degree. And this jury, again, had one person that would not sign for the death penalty. So she is currently a prisoner in <laughs> Arizona mm-hmm. and is um, in there for life with no chance of parole. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, again, those are other tough kind of, I know it's controversial. I mean, me personally, I don't believe in the death penalty. So mm-hmm. I think she's right where she should be yeah. and she has no chance of leaving and she'll die there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think justice is that it doesn't, I think it's so hard though, too, because it doesn't bring him back and it doesn't help his family at mm-hmm. all. Well, um, it was on that documentary. I kind of, cause I don't know how I feel about the death penalty. I sometimes, sure. I feel like if it was my family, I would want it. Yeah, of course. I, yeah. Other, you know, times I'm like, that's, you know, I don't know. Right. I don't honestly know how I feel about it. One thing that stuck out to me in that documentary was, I think it was one of Jody's friends or family said the death penalty isn't about, um, like justice, it's revenge. And I kind, sure. of, I kind of felt mm-hmm. drawn towards that because you're right. Yeah. But I feel like if it was someone that I loved or knew, I would want revenge because that's just how I am. Sure. And I, I think until you're in that situation, you can't speak yeah. to how, you know, someone else would feel, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. At you know. the end of the day, no matter how wrong of an act she did commit she has a mom has a dad you know she is a human sure and did something horrible yes but and i think to on the other side of that people would say well travis was a human too and she took his life she absolutely did so we're not we're not going either way on that y'all we don't want to try and force an opinion either i'm I'm just being honest i don't know how i feel on it i I agree and that's Mm -hmm. one thing i love about our podcast is that you know we can uh say how we feel and you know if you feel differently we completely respect that yeah sorry i was just pounding a little <laughs> no you're good that was a that's a wild case i love it i am just so fascinated by it i don't yeah. know why it just from the beginning i just have been clicked to it and yeah ever since then yeah and i'm surprised we hadn't covered it yet you know i am too i was like watching i'm like man you know what i could make that a little bit into mm-hmm. paranormal yeah absolutely that right. is one of my favorite things to talk about. Good. Well, I'm glad. Something very sticky right there, and I don't know what oh, it is. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for mine? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this is also um, a bit of true crime, uh, but this is unsolved true crime. Ooh, okay. um, again, one I was kind of surprised we haven't talked about yet. Um, I'm going to talk about the Black Dahlia. Okay. Have you heard of this before? I've heard of it, but I am not. I'll probably... I think you talked about it briefly earlier, mm-hmm. and it kind of clicked. But yeah, okay. So the Black Dahlia um, is about a woman whose name was Elizabeth Short. Um, so to give you, you know, really to understand this, we need to talk about her life. So Elizabeth was born on July 29th of 1924 in Hyde, Massachusetts, okay. and her and her family quickly moved to Medford, Massachusetts, once she was born. That's pretty close to where we live. Yeah, that was kind of funny. I was thinking that too. Mm-hmm. So her father's name was Cleo, and he made money by designing miniature golf courses. Okay. <laughs> now, we're going to have to put up an Instagram poll. Poll. Is it called mini golf? Putt putt. Or is it called putt putt? You know your putt putt. <laughs> it is not putt putt. It is mini golf. It is mini and golf up north. Notice, yeah, I was going to say in Massachusetts, you called it mini golf. Yes. You say putt putt. I say mini golf. It's true. So, yeah, we'll have to survey and see what people call it. Golf, we have to, we'll have to go golfing. Golfing has come up a lot with us lately. I know, and I've never gone golfing. I love golfing. Well, you can teach me. I was me. teaching you all the, the terms. All the yesterday. terms. Yes. 
All right. I'll show you a little slice <laughs> of golfing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So her dad designed many golf courses, but when the depression hit, he left and abandoned his family, which was his wife and five daughters, by faking his own suicide and driving his car off a bridge. Oh, okay. So Cleo's a bit shady. Okay. Um, he did later, years later, apologize and try to come back to the family, but Phoebe, who was the mother, said hell to the no. Phoebe was done. Phoebe said no. Yeah. No, So, um, you know, losing, uh, having the absence of their father, um, the family really struggled with money and became very dependent on public welfare to survive. Okay. Um, Phoebe, the mother, worked many, many jobs. All the girl, it sounded like if they could work, they did. Um, but you know, this just wasn't a great life. It was a lot of hard, hard work, um, not a lot of money coming in. And it was during this time that Elizabeth or people called her Betty as well. She became kind of obsessed with acting and movies. And the thought was that this kind of allowed her to escape her life and see other places. And she always kind of like romanticized and fantasized like Hollywood Mm -hmm. in California. Um, so years later, Cleo offered to let Elizabeth come to California. He was living in, um, Vallejo, California, and he offered to let her move in with him. And she moved there in 1943. Okay. So this didn't last. Her and her father did not have a great relationship. He kind of sounds shady as hell to me. So I'm not terribly surprised by that, but he kicked her out. Basically she moved to the beginning of the year and he kicked her out by mid year. So she was not with him very long. So she kind of moves from house to house, staying with people, working in different places. But she was very, um, it sounds like very determined that she wanted to find a, you know, a man to, to date and marry. She very much wanted to be married. Okay. Um, this is not uncommon for the time period. But uh, in working, you know, she was a very pretty girl. You can see pictures of her. She was very beautiful. Um, some douchebag men kind of started spreading the reputation that she was easy um, and at the time, easy to note that, you know, you slept with men, which God forbid. Oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> Clutch my pearls. Um, so this made it hard for her to date. And I'm like, honey, you don't want any of them anyway. Nope. So she kind of has this pattern of trying to find men to date. It doesn't work out. She, you know, kind of jumps from job to job. September 23rd of 1943, she was caught um, underage drinking and she was fingerprinted, but I think the cop just felt more bad for her than anything. So he didn't charge her with anything. But she was sent back to Massachusetts. Okay. She wasn't there long because she quickly returned to Hollywood this time. Okay. That's a lot of money. She went back and forth. Yeah, she made a lot of trips. So when she was in Hollywood, she kind of had two major, like, like flings or relationships. The first was a man named uh, Lieutenant Gordon Fickling. He was a pilot and she planned to marry him, but he was deployed to Europe and their plans kind of fell through when this happened. Okay. The second man she met was uh, major Matt Gordon when she, I believe was home in Massachusetts, but he was killed in action. And this was a huge, you know, blow to her. She mm-hmm. was very, understandably very upset. And in her grief, she told friends that she had actually married him and that she had been pregnant and miscarried their baby through all of this. This did not happen, but that is what she told people. Okay. So, um, she also kind of decided to go back to dating Fickling, the first man, again. Um, And she decided to travel to San Diego on December 8th, 1946. And while she was there, she met a woman named Dorothy French. And 
after talking, Dorothy realized that she was looking for work. She needed somewhere to stay. So she offered to let her work for her family and stay with them. Mm -hmm. So I believe she was like cleaning their house and doing stuff around there. So she was, you know, working in this house. She was staying there. She was going out a lot. She was kind of partying. Um, She got involved with uh, many men, which I have no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, One man in particular was. (laughs) What? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I feel like this sounds like we're hating on it, and like, I, I truly don't give a shit. You do whatever you want to do. Clearly, because you're married to me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes, one of the guys she was seeing, um, his name was uh, Robert, but he went by Red Manley. Okay. Um, he was married, and his wife was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. Now he was a little shady too, because he claimed all men are shady. Yeah, that ain't wrong, but. He claimed that she was so beautiful and he cared about her, but they never did anything. They never slept together. He was a gentleman. I'm like, I just have a real hard time believing that. But okay. (laughs) So they stayed at a hotel together on January 8th, 1947. And the next day, Elizabeth asked Manley to take her to the Biltmore Hotel to see her sister. Okay. Manley said, okay. He dropped her off and he claimed when he left that hotel... He saw her in the lobby making phone calls, presumably to her sister because she hadn't arrived yet. Okay. Manley and the hotel staff were the last people to see Elizabeth alive. This is her last known sighting. Okay. So, January 15th, 1947, I believe someone who was walking in a neighborhood found a body in an empty lot. Okay. And when the police arrived, they did identify it as Elizabeth. Now, her body had multiple traumas. She had a lot of head trauma. Um, There were pieces of her body that were cut out. That's graphic, I know. The most disturbing part of this was that she had been bisected at her waist, meaning she was cut in half, or like horizontally at the waist. Um, You can Google these pictures. They are very graphic. I will just forewarn you. I'm looking. So... Obviously, I'm sorry, go ahead. You know, I think you're going to say exactly what I was going to say. So, it was a very high-profile case, um, obviously because of the nature the body was found in and a lot of questions. Um, A suspect or someone was never charged with her murder. It remains unsolved to this day. Now, I think what you're going to ask is why is it called the Black Dahlia? No, that wasn't what I wanted to know. So the reason she gained the moniker The Black Dahlia was because there was a movie out at the time called The Blue Dahlia, and it said that Elizabeth really um, loved wearing black clothing. So it kind of, yeah, I love black too. (laughs) So it became The Black Dahlia, and that's why she, you know, we hear that name so often. Now, I said it was unsolved, but kind of interestingly, um, in like the recent years, a man has come forward and said that he truly believes his father was the murderer. Oh. And his father's name was George Hodel. Now, George Hodel was a physician, which plays into the case because in doing her autopsy, the coroner basically said that it is very hard to cut a body in half. Like that's just not something that's easy to do. It would take someone with a lot of medical precision and knowledge. And they noted that that this was not just hastily done. This was very precise. Uh Fits with George Hodel. Yeah. Yikes. George Hodel also had a very sordid history, and I could do an episode on him alone. Uh-huh. What I do recommend, if you're interested in this, there is a fantastic podcast called Root of Evil, and it's done by members of the Hodel family, and they all um, are recounting their experiences with George 
why they, you know, some believe he did it, some believe he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fascinating. I binged it in like two days. <laughs> so if you want to know more about it, highly, highly recommend. You will be hooked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the Black Dahlia. Yikes. Yeah, that's a disturbing one. That's really disturbing. Those yeah. Fair warning. Trigger, yeah, be careful before Jeez. you Google that, but yeah. See, that, I think that's what fascinates me is what, I know that there's obviously differences. Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't imagine doing that to someone. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, I couldn't ooh. either. It's, it, yeah, it's fascinating and it's horrifying all at the same time. Yeah, I think that's what most of true crime is. <laughs> There was um, a statistic I had read a long time ago that in your life you will most likely meet one to two people that have murdered someone. Mm. You don't know. Interesting. Maybe you already have. Right. Ooh. I don't know. Well, you think about it. It kind of reminds me of Ted Bundy mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, Ted Bundy obviously had a type of victim. Yeah. Um, you know, a very specific look. Mm-hmm. But Ann Rule, who worked with him and now is a very fam- famous uh, crime writer. Yeah. Was said he was the nicest guy. Yep. Like would give you the shirt off his back, but she was an older woman. She didn't fit the type. Right. So I, I just always have wondered. I would love to be a psychologist because, like, what psychologically motivates someone to do that? Right. I don't know. Yeah, me either. I don't know, man. Crazy. It is crazy. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Give me a little good lock your case, doors. <laughs> case of the shivers. You should lock your doors anyway. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Well, good. That was a good one. That was a good one. I'm glad I kind of, my first one was short and that one was kind of longer. So that that filled in the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Anything else before we start wrapping it up? We're right at time. So. I don't think so. Okay. Um, Looks like another beautiful day out there. Yeah. Go sit outside. Yes. Enjoy it before it gets really, really hot. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, do you want to tell them where to find you? Yes. Um, you can find some merch at ghoulfriendspod.redbubble.com. I'm going to order a notebook. I have that on my list to oh, do. I want a new good. notebook for my notes. Look at you. Yes. Go for it. Going to do it. Do it. Um, and then you can come visit me on Facebook, mm-hmm. Ghoul Friends Podcast. Yes. And send me all of the animal pics. Yes. Y'all have been so good about it, yep. too. It's been marvelous. Marvelous. Yes. yes. Um, well, you can find us on Instagram too. Perfectly splendid. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to shake her. Mm-mm. That's Bly Manor, by the way. If you can't, didn't get the reference. Great show. Go watch it. Yes. Um, okay. Sorry. No, it's good. Uh, Instagram at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. And if you have a listener story or you just want to send us an email, you can do that at Ghoul Friends Podcast at gmail Good job. Thank you. So. Any final words? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. All right. I think, I think that's it. All right. We weren't so we we were not on another level today. I feel like we were just like normal people. Just chill. Just <laughs> it's not our usual wild selves. <laughs> <laughs> it's still early. Yeah. Yeah. We got time. All right. Got time to get wild. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we hope in the meantime you all have a safe and spooky week. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your ghoul friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.